Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. One thing that really helps us on our podcast are your reviews. And here's one we recently received from Phil C. My siblings and I are tremendous and loyal fans of the Clark Howard podcast, trying to get my 22 and 18-year-olds to become listeners. Well, good luck with that. Love the show and the diversity of topics. I listen when I walk, which allows me to learn and exercise at the same time. How perfect is that? Thanks, Phil. In this episode, I have a story I love about what one restaurant chain is doing to combat the labor shortage. And later, I have news about your car insurer and maybe the manufacturer tracking your driving. So there was a story in the business press about raising cane. It's a uh, regional chicken chain that you may or may not be familiar with. But Bloomberg reports that they are so short of labor that they're emptying out their executive offices and sending the corporate types to work in the restaurants doing a variety of things as fry cooks, cashiers, and also doing labor recruiting. company has 530 locations. They are 10,000 employees short right now. And I think about how severe the labor shortage is in the service industries. Um, I think about sit-down restaurants that have posted things, hey, uh, we're really short of labor, Uh, please be patient with us. And a sit-down restaurant that is walking distance from where I live, I walk uh, one of our dogs by this restaurant And the signs have become increasingly desperate on the door till finally now the signs say, sorry, we're so short of workers now, no more seating, only carry out and online delivery. And this is a sit-down restaurant that has had to go to carry out and delivery only because the labor shortage is so extreme. I, I want to say something to you about this. There are reports repeatedly around the country about uh, customers blowing their temp- stack, you know, um, having temper tantrums about the slow service that we're experiencing. And we're all in this together. I mean, this labor shortage in service work is so great that you've got to understand that yelling at the people that are still coming in is not going to be a good solution. Because then, uh, first of all, it's not respectful to them. It's not the way you should treat another human being. And they're more likely to say, this isn't worth it, and quit too, 
because of the labor shortages. Krista, you just experienced extreme labor shortage at a at a uh, quick serve, didn't you? Yes, it seems like you said it's just everywhere, but I felt so bad. There were three people working in this whole restaurant, and there was a huge line, and they just and, seemed... and to give comparison, this if they were fully staffed, it would be like twenty people working. I don't think so. I think it's probably like eight. Is oh, what eight? I would guess. Oh, I yeah. thought. I thought from what my son said, they have a big back of the house staff. Oh, I'm not sure, but the kitchen's pretty small, so I didn't okay. assume so. But they, um, but the people working certainly seem really stressed. And um, when I got up to the cashier, I just said, "Oh, you guys are short staffed, hon." She was just like, "Yes." And then people don't show up that for work, and so they showed up and they were working hard. And I just felt bad because you know we all get frustrated. And sometimes you can, you know, people do take it out on the people there. And it's, you know, I felt really bad for them. I gave her an extra tip because I just was like these poor people, you know. It it is, uh, it is brutal. And the labor shortage is not all pandemic related. What people forget now is we were uh, seeing significant labor shortages in service work before the pandemic. This has only magnified it. And it's going to take a while for all this to work itself out. In the meantime, I think about sit-down restaurants that suffered so much when people were not willing to come in because of COVID. And now people um, want to resume as much a normal life as they can. And the restaurants are losing this opportunity to recapture revenue because they just flat out don't have the staff to be able to serve people. So... This is going to be an era that uh, the pivot is going to have to be very much to self-service and simpler kind of things. I was talking with someone who's an executive at one of the fast food chains about how at their meetings, all the the uh, franchisees are talking about is how are they going to decide if they keep their dining rooms open or go drive through only. And there's this big nostalgia with some of the operators having the activity of people coming inside, ordering their food and sitting down. But right now, it's pretty impractical for most fast food restaurants who cannot staff up to be able to have the indoor operation as well as the carryout or the drive-through. And so it is a, a very, very hard time. And please... The person behind the counter or the person coming to your table, the labor shortage is not their fault. Be nice to them. Be appreciative of them for being there. Being rude doesn't cut it. Lori in Ohio says, my debit card number was stolen and used for Uber rides. My bank canceled the card and sent out a new card. Now the bank is telling me they cannot guarantee me of the money that was charged. What can I do? Lori, 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 this is why I do not trust the debit cards. I have a love-hate relationship that's more hate than love with the debit cards because the beauty of the debit card is you don't get yourself into a buy and spending money you don't have running up big interest on charges. The problem is debit cards don't have the consumer protections that a credit card has. Now, I bet you that your bank has... If you go to their website and where they promote their debit card, it 
almost certainly has something where they guarantee you zero dollar liability. You need to remind the people in the fraud department that the card comes with zero dollar liability. At the same time, don't wait for the bank to continue to go through whatever process they're doing. File a complaint right now, today, at consumerfinance.gov. Let me repeat that, consumerfinance.gov. It is the website for filing complaints against banks for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. It will then trigger a period of time where the bank has to answer the complaint you have. And I tell you that with near certainty, the bank will, once they are notified by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, will suddenly give you that money back that they're hemming and hawing about. Please let me know how it plays out. From Patrick in Texas, I've been taking your advice on searching for Christmas gifts in October. I actually enjoy doing this because I do get stressed out on the holidays. My problem with shopping this early is not being able to return a gift because it's been at least two months since I purchased it. I know companies will extend their return policy for Christmas, but do you really think they will allow a return on a gift that was purchased in October? Patrick, that's a great question. Generally, the stores will publish their policies, already have, on what they're doing with trying to front-load Christmas shopping this year, on whether there will be a period till January 5th or January 15th or something like that for returns. When you buy something, if a store that you're buying it from has the option of getting a gift receipt, get a gift receipt. Generally, the gift receipt will trigger the ability for someone to return an item later than the normal return cycle. But you bring up a very good point, Patrick, that I have not mentioned, and that is with the front load of Christmas this year and the big push with the sales starting at the beginning of October this year, and they will continue through November, rather than being tightly wound during a couple of weeks in November like last year, it's really important to know the return policies so that your recipient isn't stuck with a gift that later they're like, why in the world did Patrick think I'd like that? From Timothy in Georgia, I tried to send money via a wiring service today, and I could not because the person is in Jamaica. Now, I know this person, and we met during a vacation I was on in Jamaica. We established a personal relationship, and I needed to send some money. I was asked so many personal questions that they told me I needed to answer or they would cancel my request. So I told them when we met the circumstances in which we met, told them we had personal contact. Yes, they asked me that. They still canceled my request. I do understand that their attempt was to save their company from any issues. However, they kept saying it was to protect me. If I know all of this and I still want to send money, is that not on me? I will never use them again. Is there not some type of guideline or something that prevents companies from asking personal relationship questions? I just don't get it, Clark. So here's what happened. The wiring service that you were attempting to send money to someone outside the country, in this case Jamaica, has had to pay a huge fine for looking the other way when they knew or should have known the individual attempting to wire money was being scammed or conned. So now they become really afraid of wiring money in any circumstance outside the United States when it's not going to a family member. Generally, 
if it's same last name, they don't ask anything. The money just goes. So in your case, uh, you're going to need to look at other wiring services to send that money. They did not do this, as you said, for your protection, as they told you. It's because of their fear that they have drilled into the heads of every employee of the huge fines that they may suffer again if they do, in fact, look the other way. The problem is, and here's the deal, is, Timothy, there's so many people who are being scammed by these foreign romance scams that it is a um, necessary step to ask the invasive, intrusive questions. The fact that even when you answer them, they still refuse the wire, that was bad judgment on their part. And I'm sorry that you had the difficulty of trying to send the money. I want to tell you straight ahead, do you know only 2% of Americans are allowing their driving to be tracked? We're now 16 years in, I think it's 16 years, since the telematic devices started being put into cars by insurance companies, and still almost nobody wants to do it. But now one of the big insurers wants to take away your choice to say no. I'll fill you in. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I've been on a fascinating ride recently, having my driving tracked every second I'm behind the wheel, and it then generates a score. I have a Tesla, and I'm one of the guinea pigs, who are in the queue for uh, true full self-driving, where I can get in the car and it will automatically stop at stop signs, No, let's say at a four-way stop, which car's next and when to go, at red lights, know when to stop and when to go, and how to make a safe left turn against oncoming traffic. And basically, you just sit there and you watch the car do 100% of the driving. But the technology is still in beta, meaning that it could screw up. So Tesla has made the decision that they're going to track people's driving who are in the queue for the full self-drive. And unless you have a fantastic driver score, well, you're not going to get what you've already paid for, which is the technology they've been holding back for full self-driving. So my son, who has been being tracked, 
has a 98 driver score. You have to have 100 to move to the front of the queue, but he's a 98. What does dad have? I have a 92. My inexperienced young driver has a higher driver score than I do. Now, I have my excuses. One day I got a 56 driver score because I got cut off twice in traffic and had to jam on the brakes. And they just uh, just ate my score apart with that. But what I found is that it's like a daily report card. The, the insurers that are doing this don't give you that daily report card. And I'm finding that my driving is actually improving from constantly being nagged about how I drive instead of it being some deep, dark secret that an insurer has. But at the same time, people have not responded the way I thought they would 15 years ago to having their rates set based on how they drive. And that's why the take-up rate has been so tiny. Well, now the Wall Street Journal reports that Allstate is trying to get this put into play in as many of the 50 states as they can where they will be able to pretty much compel you if you're an Allstate insured, to have Allstate set your premiums by monitoring how you drive mile by mile. And this has been people's fear expressed to me in Clark Stinks and other posts over these last 15 years when I've talked about insurers being able to peer into how you drive. That's why I talked recently about an insurer that's only available in half a dozen states that only wants to know how many miles you drive. They found that more miles on the road leads to more chance of accident, and that's what really matters. And as long as you report your miles, you take a picture of your odometer, your rate is then set by that instead of by the, the auto insurer tracking or your jackrabbit starts and stops and crazy lane changes and all that. And so... This not being voluntary is what I have a problem with. This kind of thing should be a voluntary decision on your part to allow an auto insurer into your vehicle. One of the things that the Wall Street Journal pointed out is then who has access to the data? If you are in an accident, is the lawyer representing the other party going to be able to come in and eat up your wallet by subpoenaing the records or do an administrative request for records from your insurer of what was actually going on at that moment. So privacy is something that needs to be established with any of these systems. And insurance is regulated by the states. But I think there's a federal role here to have national standards for privacy for so many things that don't yet exist even to this moment and to great harm to us. I just received a letter from a company saying that they had had a data breach and that the crooks had all kinds of personal information, including my social security number, and I don't know how, they also have my checking account information. And how, the, how this company had it, I don't know. And this kind of thing with the data breaches happens so much. And think about me now having to worry about not just 
general identity theft, I have a credit freeze in place, but them having direct access potentially to my checking account, I mean, that's a mess. And that's why, for so many purposes, so many reasons, we need to have clear privacy laws with teeth in them to deal with the fact that with deep data, it's so easy and so alluring for companies to want to track every possible bit of info about you and me. Krista? Tia in Georgia says, my husband recently purchased life insurance for our children. They're 17, 15, and 11 years old. The premium is $30 per month and is a universal index life plan. We've been discussing that I think it's better if we put that money into a college savings plan. Please help. Tia, uh, you know, you were so right on this. And some salesperson got a hold of your husband and sold him what to me is junk insurance. Any of the various versions of universal life insurance in my book are garbage insurance, that the only person who benefits from this is the insurance salesman who gets massive commissions for selling various versions of universal life insurance. I despise the universal index life product. It is unbelievably complicated it can have tax issues that can be really hideous. And the promises made in the what are known as the policy illustrations are almost always a big fat lie and shouldn't be permitted in the first place. If the goal for your three kids is to go to college, keep it simple. 529 plan, a low-cost, direct-sold 529 plan, sold commission-free with extremely low costs and they are not tax advantaged as a salesperson pitched your husband on the universal index life thingy. They are tax free used for eligible education expenses. So in this case, you are not just 90% right, 95% right. Tia, you are 100% right and you should stop throwing that money away on the universal life insurance policy. Speaking of insurance, this is from Alyssa in Oregon. We are looking we are trying to figure out what company would be best to get life insurance with. Every website talks about the different types and benefits, but as someone who has no idea who to go with, who would you recommend? So Krista, that's a great follow up from uh Alyssa or Elisa. Mm-hmm. Whichever you say Alyssa, I say Elisa. Anyway, um salespeople are always going to pitch some kind of complicated, expensive life insurance because that's where the money is. That's where the commissions are. The reality is almost all of us, when we're looking to insure our lives, should buy only one type, and that is level term insurance. Level term insurance has no weird savings accounts or investment accounts or anything like that. It is just death coverage. It pays to your survivors in the event you die. It costs so little money, it's crazy for very large amounts of life insurance. So I've got a guide on term life insurance on Clark.com that will explain to you the basics. But as a general rule, what you're doing is you pick the period of time 
you need to protect your loved ones 10 to 30 years and you buy a policy that for that 10 to 30 year period provides a benefit replacement of income that you no longer are able to provide to those loved ones that survive beyond you so level term insurance is something that is extra 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 inexpensive because with life insurance a lot of times people will let it lapse so the people who keep the insurance in place benefit from the people who fail to pay their premiums and fall by the wayside so that's another reason why level term insurance is so so cheap as a general number is just general you want to buy roughly 10 times your annual income is the value that would pass on to your survivors at the time of your passing okay and this is from mike in ohio he says, I went to my chart to pay a hospital bill and I found things on it. It says I got my COVID shot at a prison oh, and other nice. things that are not true. Recently, when I went to the hospital, the doctor was joking with me about a knife fight with someone. I thought this was funny, but when I looked at my chart, I can see why he thought this. So, Mike, um, the my chart is actually being a real benefit to you in this case. If you're not familiar with my chart, it's a system that a lot of the big hospital systems around the country use which is both available as an app and a website where you're able to uh, message doctors you're able to see lab and test results pay bills like you went to do and uh, set appointments and it's giving you a warning that somebody is impersonating you potentially in a big way with wholesale identity theft or linear identity theft where they are pretending to be you to receive medical care so this can be a real problem with your insurance you need to check with your insurance to see if they have been paying any bills for someone who is in fact impersonating you and you need to look at all three of your credit reports something that is free right now to do as needed at annualcreditreport.com don't sign up or buy anything at that website mike but look at all three of your credit reports and see if somebody is involved in any form of identity theft in other phases of your life and i'm really glad you weren't in a knife fight and i want to thank you so much for joining us please visit clark.com and clarkdeals.com for more money saving advice you can trust.